Hey friends, thanks for joining me on another episode of the Courage Cast. Maybe this is your first time tuning in, and if so, I just want to welcome you and say that I'm really glad that you're here. My name is Andrea Crisp, and I'm the host of the show. I'm also a life coach, and I've been sharing some pretty incredible coaching conversations over the past few months, and today is no exception. And I think it's something that we can all relate to. If you've ever been in a season of transition, then you know what it feels like to feel like everything is out of your control. You're wondering what comes next, you don't have a roadmap, and you're really uncertain about how to navigate your emotions and all the change that is surrounding you. Now, I can't say that I'm an expert on very much, but one thing that I do know a lot about is transition. And I have transitioned in my life many, many times from transitioning careers multiple times, cities, countries, relationships, communities, you name it, I have done the transition in it. And I've been in limbo a time or two and I know it can feel so overwhelming. It's frustrating at times and it can feel as though you are taking on a lot of responsibility. Now you may be in a season of transition right at this moment. Maybe you're thinking about making a move or changing cities, perhaps even changing directions in your career completely. Or maybe you're just wanting to learn how to navigate transition in your personal life or your professional life. And it's gonna be something that we all need to know how to do at one point or another. So if you've been in transition, it's likely that you will understand exactly what I'm talking about today. Now in this coaching conversation, I am chatting with Katie and she has recently left her full-time employment as a social worker and she moved cities. She's looking for a new place to live and she's feeling quite overwhelmed with it all. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week, we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. So there's lots going on, having left a job, starting a new business, looking for a place to stay, changing locations, what is going on in your mind in your heart how are you feeling about all of the transition oh my gosh like so so much um can be going through my brain at one moment um but i think the best way to describe it is that it feels like it's a like a hidden transition or kind of like a a sneaky transition so because i've lived in toronto before and know the city I'm familiar with it. So that's comfortable to return here because I already have family or sorry, not family, but I have friends and and a community here. I don't feel alone or disconnected. Um, So those transitions are manageable, but um, I think all the change it, that it kind all of that familiarity is covering up how much is actually changing in my life and um so sometimes i feel so excited and empowered 
and totally like, wow, yes, I can't believe this is happening. And I really made those hard decisions and I'm so glad. But then there's days where I'm exhausted. I don't want to leave the house. I don't talk to anybody. Um, I, I disconnect from the community that I do here, that I do have here. And so I feel um, like those moments catch me off guard. And I have to remind myself that so much has changed. And at this point, it feels like as much as those changes I decided to do, a lot of, a lot of those changes I've coming into are out of my control. So um, I can't control or I'm trying to build a client base and um, there's only so much I can do about that. I can't control who's going to come and see me who's not going to come and see me, how they come and see me, these types of things. I can't control um, the housing market, which is brutal. It's like um, exhausting and expensive and terrible. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so I think those two things right now are just really hard. And so I, I have to keep, reminding myself you're going through a transition you need time to settle and 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 whatnot so some some my some days are like amazing and I'm so thankful that I'm doing what I love and then there's days where I just feel like I get completely wiped out so what would you say is probably your biggest concern right now my biggest concern right now is housing like won't leave me alone (laughs) it uh it's in my dreams it's um in my emails it's in my conversations it's what's essentially consuming right me right now um and I don't like that because I want to be consumed by my business because I've just launched this and I want to throw all my energy into building a really solid business that has good management and philosophies and, and continuing education and I, that I, so that I can be fully present with my clients and give the, them the best service that they need. So then why do you think that the issue of housing or just even all the thoughts surrounding it consuming you why do you think you are allowing them to consume you over your business I'm afraid that I will there will be a a gap in in my housing I I'm afraid that I won't have anywhere to live um at the end of the month and then how how can I um meet with clients. I have clients that come to my house and I have clients that I meet with virtually. And, um, I'm afraid that I, I I won't be able to offer that because I won't have anywhere to live. (laughs) So you have some virtual clients, but then you have some 
that see you in person, what would be a good alternative for you if there was a gap? I've got a couple options. I won't be homeless. Sorry, I won't be houseless. I will be homeless, right? Which is like, I, I, ha- I will always have somewhere to stay uh, thanks to my friends and family. Uh, but I will be ho- homeless if that there's a difference for me. And so um, my, what, what I would do is I would have to pack up my home into storage, stay temporarily with a family or friend, only offer virtual counseling um, until I can find somewhere until I can find my permanent home. Um, Cause I'm looking to buy, I'm not looking to rent. So um, it's not just quite as easy as finding a good rental spot. So by the sounds of it, you have a plan. Yeah. It, I don't like it though. <laughs> okay. What do you want to happen? I want to find a beautiful place that has a space for my life and a space for my business and my clients where they can feel at peace and, and warm and, and, and welcome and, and safe, like a, like a, a bit of a sanctuary um, when they come to see me, the, something that protects them and blocks all the noise and the outside world and the incoming influences so that they have a space to think. So that's what I want in my home professionally. Um, And I want that to happen by uh, the end of my sublet. I would like that to be in place so that I don't have to move again. Because in the last year, I've moved, I think, four different times. So there's been a lot of transition for you. Yeah, there's, it's a ton. So I'm wondering, is this more about you being in transition than you finding a place? Like I'm, I'm putting all of my anxiety on housing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. My mom used to say like, you know, uh, how do I put this? She used to say something like, um, you just want to nest that makes sense to you, but, (laughs) um, and nesting is something that is important to people to feel as though they belong somewhere to feel as though they can root themselves. They can be planted somewhere and feel established. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we use our home as a way of rooting ourselves, of establishing ourselves. So when we're in transition, we're moving place to place, or we feel as though we are not rooted, there is a lot of anxiety that comes along with that. Yeah. The underlying feeling is not feeling established. And if you felt established, you wouldn't even care if you had a place to stay established in what sense Andrea like personally like established as in like accomplished 
Or, it could be, you know, where we feel as though we have a place of belonging. A belonging. We are established somewhere. We belong somewhere. That's where we need to be. Everything else just kind of adds on to that foundation. Mm-hmm. So the foundation is belonging and establishment and then added on is the place we live. Right. Where then we can make um, others feel welcome. Yeah. Where we already feel established. Right. Yeah. Sense. No, I, I, yeah, it just kind of clicked. I think like how can, I feel so disoriented. I feel a little bit chaotic. How can I help clients put their life in order when I'm not even in order? Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> so when you say that, how do you feel? I feel sad. Like, some tears came to my eyes and my big jump, my leap of faith, my move um, to private practice and self-employment is to help people. And I'm feeling like it's taking so much energy to be be there with my, my clients and, and feed my purpose because of all of this transition. Having a sense of rootedness is something I think we all yearn for. To be rooted within community and in purpose and in our lives, and even to have a sense of rootedness in peace. I think it's important that we feel secure in our lives and have a sense of peace about the decisions that we make. And as we were talking in our conversation, it really became apparent that Katie was not just concerned about finding a place to live, although she really did want to make something that was home. And even though it was really a priority for her, the underlying issue was that she felt like she was living her life in chaos. She had just left her stable job, she had sold her condo, moved to a new city, and was building a brand new clientele in her business. So can we just stop there? Of course, she's going to feel like her life is a little bit in chaos. How do you feel when your life is out of order, when things are not going as you've planned them to go, and when you can't seem to get control you want in certain areas of your life? You know, it can be tough to stay at peace and to really be able to move forward when you feel as though everything around you is a little bit out of your reach. Now, it really all comes back to knowing our why. Now, that may be a cliche term that you've heard thrown around before, but it's really true. If you don't know why you're doing something, then it will always be a little bit more difficult to walk out the journey. In this next part of the conversation, we continue to address what Katie is feeling, but I ask her a really important question to help her vision forward. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the feeling, you use the word chaos, and maybe that's 
an accurate description, but maybe you, you might want to change it. <laughs> um, but I think within that feeling, whatever it is, however you want to describe it, if that feeling could change and you all of the sudden felt and I want you to fill in the blank, yeah. what you would feel, what would happen? What would shift in your life? So I want you first to fill in the blank. Okay. If I felt blank, then this would shift. Okay. If, if I felt calm, uh, then my routine would shift. Okay. What else would happen? If I felt calm, I would be excited for the day. I think I would have energy. <laughs> like physical energy right now is really, it's, I can see it's kind of on the depletion. Like I don't take naps and I've taken a nap like almost every day of the last week, just as my time to find housing starts, like the, the clock is ticking, you know what I mean? Like the pressure's on. So if, if I felt calm and not anxious about this thing that I'm doing everything I can possibly do in my own strength to resolve, then um, I would have energy for my business. I would have the energy to figure out how to do a marketing plan when I have no idea about that or do you know what I mean? <laughs> like mm -hmm. so much of self-employment is yes my I'm competent and confident in my skills but it takes so much energy to learn essentially a new job on my own marketing business management finances uh, um, getting clients whereas before there was a revolving door of clients just at my door in my government job um, so I think I'd have the energy and the ambition to tackle those things that seem overwhelming. Like, I don't know how to do that, but I know that I will figure it out, but I don't have, I can't, like, it's kind of like, I, I can't right now. And I gotta take a nap. It's interesting because a lot of times we place our anxiety on, I need to learn this, I need to focus on this, when the underlying issue is that there are emotions at play for you. There are uh, real anxieties, real things you're concerned about, like your, your housing, your clientele, all of those things, Yeah, which could be the root cause of you not feeling peaceful and calm. Right. Now, if you did and you were calm, you would have, the ability to figure out all of those things, as you said. Yeah. So how are you going to get calm? How are you going to establish peace in your life so that you can have that foundation? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I've, I feel like I've been trying different things, listening to, for example, like, letting myself have naps so that I, my body's, my physical body can kind of calm down and I can feel 
like my heart rate isn't as high or that kind of thing. I've um, tried establishing a new morning routine that incorporates physical activity to help as an outlet, um, some structured me time with time for my own personal devotional and spending time with God and seeking him on these, you know, things in my life. Um, I've tried letting myself go home, visit my family and friends kind of as much as I want and to incorporate activities that aren't work related or housing related that actually give me energy. Like I love to go dance class. <laughs> I've given my, despite how expensive it is, I've given myself permission to go to as many dance classes as I want. <laughs> Cause I know I need that right now. I need input of energy, not just an output. Cause that's kind of, I think what it feels like. I'm just constantly pouring out all my energy onto these things. And so as I'm talking and verbally processing with you right now, I'm like, how do I get that peace and calm and that energy? It's by having things pour into me as I'm pouring out, I think. Mm. So what is pouring into you? I think, to be honest, I don't, I don't feel like there's a lot outside of me and outside of me having to actively pursue it. I don't think this, there's things coming freely to pour into me as much as it feels like things are coming freely to take from me. And that, unfortunately, is part of what most entrepreneurs do face especially those in the helping industry, right? Is that there is so much output energy output into others and very little input into you. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And that would quickly deplete your energy and um, cause you to feel stressed cause you to feel anxious about any number of things. Yeah. So how are you going to have that input? What would be a good solution for you to have input into you? I feel like I need someone's kind of focused attention. I love going to brunches and I can schedule coffee dates and play dates <laughs> um, easily, but telling my story or my anxieties or where I am to a bunch of different people that are, that genuinely care for me and we're connecting um, is exhausting because I have to catch people up or I have to summarize the last two months to, to explain why I'm taking naps three times, you know, or like the last three days every day type of thing. So I need, I think what helped me is if I had someone that was there, like um, knowing kind of regularly and not giving an update, but they're going through it with me and um, 
they're there just to support support me and in my decisions and the things that I need to do. One thing I hate, and it seems so immature, I feel, but I'm like, don't tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I enjoy the process and, and the journey of figuring this out on my own and, and, and knowing that I am strong enough to figure out a good business and financial management plan and, to figure out and educate myself on how to use Instagram and Facebook in these marketing tools. So I need, I think what really helps me is just someone being there um, consistently and just saying like, okay, well, what are you like? What, what are your ideas? What are you going to do instead of being like, well, did you, did you try Instagram? Did you find this webinar? Did you do like, there's a bit, there's a big difference for me. Mm-hmm. in terms of helping someone just helping me and support me figure out what is the right next step what should I do not what do you think I should do or giving me easy quick solutions that I haven't figured out for myself in a way that might be a little bit stubborn but I think that's just how I learn I learn by doing and I learn by my mistakes and so I need to learn those things in order for it to stick and for me to actually like actually become a practice instead of like an instruction in my business. When I first started my coaching business, I was completely overwhelmed. I had no idea what I was doing. In fact, there was no blueprint to follow. I had no one else that I could look up to, to ask questions. In fact, I just felt as though I had jumped into the deep end and I had no idea how to swim. And for years I had been employed by schools. I'd been teaching high school and junior high music for a long time. And then I had transitioned and become a pastor and worked in a church. And the burden of responsibility was always on a team of people and never really fully on myself. So taking on the weight, the brunt of responsibility for a growing business was just something that I was not expecting. And even though I really wanted to make it successful, I wasn't sure how to do that. Like most entrepreneurs, Katie wants to do it all and she wants to make it look easy in the process. And let's be real people, starting a business is anything but easy and there are so many learning curves along the way. One in particular is having to help other people when there is so much output required. Now, there are many different online businesses that require this, but one of the main groups of people that really face this problem are people who are consultants, coaches, counselors, anyone in a helping industry where you're having to listen and you're having to constantly output all day long. They're also the types of people who usually don't ask for help. And Katie is finding that she is struggling to ask for help and trying to do everything on her own. Now, coaches and counselors can be the very worst at this. And I have to say that I have been there. I raise my hand. I admit it 100%. Even though we have the tools necessary to empower others, when it comes to being empowered, we don't ask for others to invest into us. And it's important to establish a network of people 
so that you can go to them and ask them to pour back into you on a weekly or a monthly basis. And for me, it took a long time for me to establish that network of people. In a podcast that I recently released, I talk about a quote from Jim Rohn, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I realized the importance of the five people that were closest to me. So I had to make sure I surrounded myself with people who were moving in the right direction. So within the first couple of years of my business, I started a mastermind and we have been going almost two years. There's five women and we're all in different industries and we have had the ride of our lives. In fact, there have been times where we have seen each other through pretty spectacular life events. And it's been great to be able to bounce ideas and my wins and my losses off of these amazing women. And you know what happened was I loved it so much that I realized that I wanted to create that kind of community for others. And so I actually started a mastermind and I have been running that mastermind for this entire year in 2018. And we have 10 women a part of that mastermind and we do a very similar thing where we troubleshoot our issues, where we talk about our wins and losses and where I'm able to encourage and empower those women to continue to move forward. Now, along with having a mastermind, it's important that I surround myself with people who have gone before me. So other coaches and counselors and consultants that have had success. So being able to navigate that has been really important for me and not just thinking that I can do everything on my own. So if you are in a situation, in a transition in your life, and you're thinking, you know, I really need help, I want to encourage you to take that step and reach out to someone, whether it be your network of friends, whether it be a small group within your church, whether it be a counselor or a coach, or even consider joining a mastermind so that you can have that continual input into your life because I really believe that that will be what makes you truly successful, especially when you're navigating transition. And as we close out the conversation, we address one more issue that has the potential of really keeping Katie playing small. You can either have um, a way of like, you know, people feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm totally like drawn to Katie and want to work with her. Yeah. Or they just, there's crickets. And a lot of time that it's, it's very strange, but it's all happening energetically. I know that seems bizarre, but. Oh, I was, I was nodding. I was nodding my head. (laughs) But it's what you're putting out. It's what you're putting out. So, and what you're believing for. So it's like that same thing. Like I, you know, when you think about faith and we think about, okay, God, I trust you for these things, but it's also in the sense of like, okay, I know when I am in a place of faith, what I feel like. Yeah. Because you can't really be exercising faith and be in chaos. True. They're like, like faith producing. Yeah peace. (laughs) Exactly. So chaos can be going on around you. Right. But it's not, it does not describe you. 
Right. So you could be like, okay, I'm in transition of my housing. I'm like trying to figure all these things out. That feels chaotic, but I am at peace. Right. And that is the place where is what, what I was really hoping you were going to connect mm-hmm. is like, okay, it's not really about where I'm going to live. It's actually about where I live, where my spirit resides. So I would say maybe even part of the next like place for you, I think you're going to just get a place, like a physical place. I think that's just going to happen. <laughs> you have faith, right? Andrew? Yeah. No, I mean, I do. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know you're worried about that, but I think that is just a thing to misplace your anxiety onto. Um, yeah. I never thought of it like that. You know, it's like, oh, okay, well, I need something to worry about. That's like, seems practical to tell people I'm worried about it. True. And the reality is, is like, I'm worried that I'm feeling chaotic and I'm worried that I'm out of control of my own stuff. And that's translating to other people doesn't feel as great to say to people. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, I don't want to admit that to anybody. So uh, I think what it would be is, is really kind of taking a, a step back for yourself and going, okay, where do I need to shore up the foundation for myself? so that I can be in a really, really good place to help others. And that translates well. Now, for me personally, that took a lot longer than I thought it was going to take. And the reason it did is because I was unaware of it. Mm. So even though I knew that there was like, I had fear associated with different things and I was trying to address those fears and I was trying to work through some of those things. At the end of the day, I started to realize that there were a lot of um, a lot of inner stuff was not resolved yet with me, so I had to work through that inner piece that to get to a place where then it translates better when I'm working with other people. So, um, and that's a common thing that will happen with people it's because for you, you were going into a, a job that everybody was coming to you. They come to you no matter what your your roster is filled all the time. Yeah. They don't care. Just keep sending people. Yeah. You know, you're not in control of that. Whereas now you are in a place where even if you are completely chaotic in your personal life, when you were going into your nine to five, it was still happening. Whereas now you have to attract people Mm -hmm. to you. It's yeah. Yeah. So whereas before it was just like, dumping station, dumping onto you, onto you, onto you. Now it's like, okay, I need to be like a reservoir. (laughs) Totally. So that's a totally different place. And so you can be as chaotic as you want as a social worker. I mean, (laughs) I do. (laughs) I I, I say that in all like, you know, I mean, there's people who aren't, but you could go and drink yourself into oblivion every night if you really wanted to as, you know, trying to decompress and not stop thinking about everybody else um in this regard that would not help you (laughs) no it wouldn't help the the other person either but you know what i'm saying like that would sabotage you so quickly so to so seeing where those places are that you might even sabotage yourself will be really important definitely any old familiar pattern that you might fall into to escape will be places that you will do that now as well. 
So that just... was that was my yesterday. Oh my goodness. Old patterns. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. These behaviors that I haven't like done in like I'm like, this isn't me. And I, I can totally relate to what you're saying because I'm like, as a therapist, I'm like, oh, this is a red flag, you know? <laughs> like I can yeah. analyze myself and be like, well, this is a red flag and you need to take care of yourself. And how are you going to do that? And then I'm like, well, I'm going to go out for brunch because that's what I do with, you know, to help myself recharge. But like you're saying, you're helping me realize that and this is this is bigger than that. The last part of our call was probably the most pivotal part of the coaching conversation. And it's where we talk about sabotage. You know, as we begin to move forward in our lives and navigate transition and really gain peace in the midst of chaos and uncertainty, it can be really tempting to sabotage our success. And that's where it becomes imperative that we build our foundation day by day on things that are steady and sure. Faith is a huge component for myself to really rely on what God is saying for my life and to believe that truth over anything else, even over my past, over what I've believed to be true for my life in the past and what I know to be true for my future. So I want to encourage you, if you feel as though you are trying to navigate transition, that you need to get the peace that's required to really be still in the midst of all of that uncertainty. And don't go back to the past and find those old familiar patterns. Instead, look to the future, get the help you need, ask someone who has been there before, who has done the transition before you to help you navigate these muddy waters. And I would love to help you with the transition. So feel free to schedule your free 30 minute strategy session with me where we will uncover what is holding you back and put a strategy in place so that you can begin to move forward. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes and you can schedule your call with me. Friends, I love connecting with you. I hope that this podcast really helped you and encouraged you in a season of transition. Now make sure you connect with me on Instagram. You can find me at, at Miss Crispy or at the dot courage cast. And we would love to have you be a part of the Patreon community. So if you haven't already, go onto the Patreon page, take a look around and join the community for as little as $2 a month, you can help us to really grow the podcast. And for $5, we give you exclusive bonus episodes each and every month and a few behind the scenes things as well. So we'd love to see you there. All of the information for that is also on the show notes, but you can find it at patreon.com forward slash the courage cast. And until next time, remember you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.